Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, we're talking about post-Halloween and post-election. First off, I want to thank everyone for tuning in, sharing, and subscribing. I wouldn't be able to do as much of this as I have been able to do without all of your support. I appreciate the comments and feedback you've left for me on iTunes and on the website, thehermanjames.com. Keep sending in any emails to the rant with hermanjames at gmail.com as well. I read everything and appreciate all the feedback. And secondly, I need to apologize for the few weeks that I've had off for us here. As everyone knows, if you've been listening, I do love Halloween oh so much. And Halloween happened to fall on a Wednesday. And because of my extreme procrastination, I actually didn't get to uh, set up Halloween ahead of time as I'd like to have done. And I was uh, fortunate enough to be called out by another uh, neighbor in my neighborhood here who did a drive-by of my house and asked why I wasn't set up yet. He just happens to make Halloween decorations as a side job. He does the busts that are talking head busts and the creepy, changing, stalking mirrors. Sells those things for $1,500 to $3,000 a piece and he was slammed for months prior to even getting up to Halloween. So, It's nice to be called out by the guy that does this as a side hustle who was doing it for a long time as a primary job before CGI came in. So I appreciate the fact that Mike called me out. It uh, got me underway. It got a little more fire under my butt to get things done. But in order to get this done, if you've been following me on social media, you'd have seen that I first had to completely gut and clean out my garage as well as put things in new storage bins and hang things and it, it was an ordeal. It really was and it took me days upon days to get it done and then I finally got, I'd say about 80% of it done. I was able to put a black visqueen, fake blood went everywhere. We had a dismemberment garage and it was great. It was a fun Halloween for me to be able to have in this neighborhood, in this house and make it bigger than it was last year and to get bigger next year. I had a blast with the amount of children that came up to it. I unfortunately did not make a parent cry. That is a goal for me. I do try and hope every year that I can get someone's parent to cry. I don't need the kids to cry because I feel that's really easy. But if I can get an adult to cry like a little bitch, that means I've made it. Maybe next year. I'll try harder. We'll get them. We'll spook them. I did get a... uh, I think they were about 13-ish, so we'll call him a teenager who was dressed up like a bunch of french fries who refused, absolutely refused to come up into the smoky, creepy garage. I mean, it, in reality, it probably isn't that bad in the daylight. You can see that we've just spray-painted some mannequins, look bloody and dismembered and all of that. But when it's dark and we've got smoke going, it's all red lights and creepy sounds and strobe lights. Now I've got to walk up this dark hallway to get to. It's fun. I enjoyed it. We had a blast. Now that being said, my neighborhood's a nice one where we have a community email list and a uh, computer group and online social networking kind of a deal that we have for each other. So we get to communicate and shit talk and kind of go back and forth where it's kind of big brothery, kind of not. It's helpful, but it's also annoying. It, it's one of those catch-22s. You really want to have it because you want to see what's going on and hear what's going on and keeping up with the Joneses. And if you have any sort of issue, you want to be able to get that out to the group. And if you need some help, you, again, want to find someone close to you to help you out, whether it's dog sitting or you know letting your mail in, babysitting, house watching, if you need to ride somewhere. It's nice to have that social network within your neighborhood versus someone that lives with outside of it and that idea. And because we had that network set up, I was able to put our house on the trick-or-treating map, which is always a plus. But I was also able to heavy, heavy, heavy promote the fact that we were going to be doing jello shots. That's right, jello shots. They were a hit. Everyone seemed to love them. I got tons of feedback on Twitter from this idea that we had. I really appreciate everyone's comments on that. And I had the website, thehermanjames.com, absolutely flooded with emails from people saying how great an idea that was. I, like I said, stole that idea from an old neighbor from last year who stole the parents away from us. This year, 
being on a Wednesday, Halloween's different. You've got parents who have to work the next day, children have to go to school the day after that. I, of course, took the rest of the week off because I knew cleanup was going to be a bitch. But it was fun. I have a little bit of an issue with what I did see out for it. We did still have some people driving around court to court, neighbor to neighbor, just to see who was doing what versus walking it. We're a fat fucking country. Get the fuck out of your car and your truck and walk it. Hoof it. See what's going on because you're picking up a fucking pillowcase full of candy for your kid. You really want them sitting in the back of the fucking car for this? Come on. And then I had a few children with no costumes on and the parents walking them around like, You couldn't even go to the Dollar Tree to pick something up. You couldn't put them in your wife's makeup, make them look like a hobo or something. Like, come on. You didn't even try, like, at all. And it's hard to get mad at the children because they don't know any better and they want the candy that goes along with and all that fun stuff. But the parent that was with them, come on, you asshole. You don't participate at all and I've got to give your kids candy because you're an asshole? Fuck you. Dress those fuckers up. Let them go out. Fuck it. Make them look like mini hookers. Then you're in trouble when you walk out of the neighborhood, you fucking asshole. All I'm saying is, if you're going to participate, participate. Dress the children up. That's what it's for. That's how it's got to go. I think if you give them the benefit of trying everything, as they grow up, they'll become more comfortable with it. Maybe you show them the right way to do things so that you're daughters don't grow up wearing a thong to high school and just cat ears and saying they're a naughty cat yeah you probably some of you have daughters like that probably some of you were those daughters all i know is all the boys appreciated both of them that's right good parenting like i said the cleanup for me took a little while it wasn't as intense as i thought it would be a lot of it tended to be more of organization how are we going to put this and that, that and this, and where are we going to put it? So it stayed up for a day or two while I went to the Niners game and watched that one happen over at Levi Stadium. And then the next day after that, I started putting a little bit more away and a little bit more away. And inevitably, it, it, it took about four days to clean up what took about four hours to have fun with. But now I've got the right stuff. Things good to go for next year. And because I had to clean out my entire garage to set up half the garage for this next year, I'm going to have a full garage, more crap, more fun, more screams, more shots. That's right, parents. We'll have more shots for you. And uh, a little more entertainment. It was good. Next year is going to be better. The goal is to make it a little bit better every year. And um, yeah, I really appreciate all of the effort that we had. We'll put pictures up on thehermanjames.com. So if you want to see what we had going on, check us out there. If you follow me on social media, you've already seen everything that we have done on already. It's been on Facebook. I've showed everyone on Twitter as well as Instagram. The Instagram page is blowing up with people following and commenting and sharing everything that's going on there. I really appreciate everyone doing that as well. It's uh, nice to see what everyone else out there is doing. So I really appreciate how that's gone. In terms of this year's ideas of what I saw going around and how to beat them and kind of get better with myself for Halloween. It was fun. It was an interesting idea, you know, going to work and seeing people try to figure out how to dress for work being appropriate, but you kind of, you know, doctored up a little bit or dress it down while you're at work because you leave work, you're going to hoe it up because you only got a few hours to hoe it up for the night because next morning you got to come back to work because you can't call in sick the day after Halloween because everyone knows you're hoeing it up. You have to be at work. Suck it up. Take some Advil. Take some Tylenol. Pound a shot of Jaeger or whatever it is. Yeah, I know Jaeger. I don't think many of you guys are drinking Jaeger these days, but I'm down for some Jaeger. I could probably do a shot right now. Jaeger does sound bomb. Jaeger bombs. Weird mind thought. Anyway, but um, it was interesting to see that interaction being in the corporate world and then getting out of that to go to the private sector and seeing everything that goes along with that. I can't wait for a few more years for Halloween to be on a Friday or Saturday a.m. because I think everybody goes nuts and has a blast that. Oh, and speaking of Halloween, the new Halloween movie. If you have not seen it, I was lucky enough to go and see it before Halloween. It was bomb. It was really good. It essentially was going to be 
Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 get mashed together to make this 40 years later version of it, but they also forgot to include the part of Halloween 20 or what was it, H2O, what uh, was it, early 2000s, I think, or 98, the 20-year anniversary of Halloween, and you have Jamie Lee Curtis, who is the dean of a college, and her son, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I watched the Halloween movies. I fucking love them. Those and the Fast and the Furious. Don't you fucking judge me. Good movies, good scares, good actresses, hot bodies for the girls in the uh, Fast and the Furious. And young Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't bad either. I'm not talking about old grandma Jamie Lee Curtis because that's just weird. But they completely had that one out of the scenario. And the reason I bring up the Fast and Furious beside the fact that I love those movies that series is because they treated h2o like their tokyo drift it ended up being something that they didn't really reference too much but they specifically used wording that was exactly like that and don't get me wrong i understand that jamie lee curtis says the same lines in one and two and all that crap through and through but the whole do as i say that kind of that line is like indicative of that movie, but again, she uses it a lot in the H2O, and then she used it again in the most recent Halloween. And I believe if you're gonna look for an outlier for the Halloween movies, if you disagree with me, please by all means drop me a line at thehermanjames.com or at the rant with Herman James at Gmail or any social media ideas for it. Let's have a conversation about this. But I think if you're going to look for an outlier for the Halloween series, beside all 19 that were ever made from 73 or whatever it is to now would be Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie is legit. His movie making ability, the fact that he loves scary movies, the point and the fact that he gave Mike Myers a voice and a character and built that little child up, fucking creepy child, and it works. It was great. That should be the outlier. I mean, that should be what they should have referenced in the new one instead of leaving, you know, H2O out of it. And I understand why they did it. They didn't want to mess up this storyline. If you haven't seen the movie, by now, you're probably not going to see it. I'm not ruining it for you. And if you want to not have a spoiler alert, mute this for the next like four or five minutes or something like that. But you're going with some farce and you built up some fucking storyline about Jamie Lee Curtis now having this wannabe revenge against her brother and can't wait till he breaks out because now they've created this bunker that he's got to break through and they're going to kill him and a daughter that's fighting against the mom because she got raised horribly in poor childhood. Now I got to shoot guns and now she's got a daughter who wants to rebel against her. We all know what happens in scary movies. If you have sex, you're going to die. If you think about having sex, you're going to die. If you're topless, you're going to die. So that was kind of an indicator. And I thought throughout the whole movie that that youngest one in there, the granddaughter is going to get killed and murfed out or maybe the daughter would, you know, because you know, Jamie, the curse isn't going to die. She is scary movie gold. She never dies. That's just kind of how it works. But no, they, they try to fight off Michael Myers. If they did, they did. If they didn't, they didn't. You never really know. Cause they never really fucking dies. Been shot a thousand times, blown up, dismembered all this bullshit, but still there. But it was a good movie. So when it comes out, if you guys are going to take a look at trying to watch it, I, I think it's one of the better movies, scary movies, because it's not just about blood and gore. It's not stupid ideas of this and that. It is a really, really good suspenseful movie. It drags things out, draws you in, scares the shit out of you with a lot of the big movie sound effects and quietness and that, the jumpies. And that's what gets you. And it's, it's good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, great addition to the Halloween series. You know, minus, what is it, 3 through 17 or something like that. No one really watched those. Those are what you're going to see on, like, Turner Classic Movies and things like that. No one's watching them. Like, the Leprechaun series. Leprechauns are funny. Weird movies. It's it, You don't see many people dressed up as Leprechaun, but you see the guy in some other movies and some weird portrayals and cartoons, things like that. It's, it is what it is. If you're trying to watch an interesting movie that has no content for scary, put on Zombies versus Strippers. That's a funny one because there's some titties and zombies and more titties and titties. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, of course, and it's just basically for titties. Um, 
titties. And then you've got another one that I liked uh, in high school, which I didn't know until a few years back that it was a remake, 13 Ghosts. Great, great, great movie. Um, I think that was another good suspenseful one. You didn't really know where they were going with it until they got there. You can kind of predict what was going on. You assumed you knew, and then boom, out of the side of the screen, they start catching you on things. And it's it's funny. It's a good thing. It's a great one. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of scary movies I like. It, it's one of the things I enjoy seeing, watching lights out, scaring adrenaline pumping, endorphins going there. If you guys are looking at trying to get some good reviews on these guys, on the scary movies and some other ones, there is a really good Twitter and a really good Instagram account. Check out. It's called Fry Gay. G-A-Y, that's right, it's a fucking great name, Friday the 13th, they have some great, great intros on things, and they have some good perspectives on movies, all movies, heterosexual movies, gay movies, whatever you want to have, it's just a really cool name, I wish I could have thought of something that creative, they did a brilliant job on it, um, there's also uh, Two Cops and Donuts, those guys are doing all cop movies, some of them have some scary stuff to them, some of them have some not so scary, you got Lethal Weapons, you got the Die Hards, everyone loves Die Hard, great Christmas movie, Christmas is coming up, but uh, yeah, check those guys out, like I said, they're Instagrammed, and they're on Twitter, and I'll put a link in this description uh, about them as well, so check them out, um, I'd also like to remind everyone to check out the Spunked lube.com website they've been our sponsor we have some winners coming up um let everybody know who's winning what how they're getting there and how to pick up or have your prizes mailed out to you it's gonna be a spunky kind of christmas that's right spunklube.com get spunk bitch all right so back to my halloween and my ideas here i, I love halloween and i'm very upset that it's so short and it was in the middle of the week and it wasn't as eventful for everyone else in my community and everyone else around me as I would love it to be. I also don't like the fact that as of the beginning of October, Halloween decorations are getting pulled down, Halloween costumes are getting pulled out of stores like Costco, and they completely skipped like Thanksgiving. And they went directly into Christmas. Like Christmas was fucking out way before Halloween even got here. And that's just ridiculous. If you are the people that are shopping for Christmas decorations before Halloween. Fuck you. Fuck you hard. Fuck you dirty. Get some spunk lube. Spunklube.com. But don't put fucking Christmas shit before Halloween. Halloween is the epitome of the imagination and imaginative holidays. You want people to believe in Santa Claus and Easter bunnies and fucking leprechauns to bring you some shit for St. Patrick's Day. Most motherfuckers aren't Catholic for fucking Easter. You're also not Irish for St. Patrick's Day, but y'all want to believe that shit anyway. You want old St. Nick coming down. That's your fucking person that's doing the Kwanzaa shit. No, fuck that. People that celebrate Kwanzaa still celebrate Christmas. They want everything. Jews have the mench on a bench. That's right, you Jews. What's up, guys? My people. Not even Jewish, but I Jew hard. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But Halloween, you got to be whatever you want as a child. As an adult, too. I mean, there's adult petting zoos and shit like that. You can be whatever you want to do. But you can also go to Comic-Cons, all kind of shit, whenever you want to. Kids don't have that same ability. They get to be an astronaut, a superhero, a president, whomever they want to be for that day and they gotta have a blast doing it and get rewarded for doing it let's let halloween be halloween quit pushing out of the way quit making it smaller than anything else and for everyone that wanted to be the last friday or saturday of the month i'm on the fence about that i i understand why people want to because like i said it was on a Wednesday this year, so it made it really uneventful for a lot of people that stressed a lot of people out for decorations, cleaning up, kids coming home from school, get them ready, feed them, get them out, get them back home, get them to bed, get them up the next morning. You've got to go to work. You've got to do all this stuff. To, we, we can't all function like that every day, every year. But guess what? It's the same fucking day of the month. 
every year. You know what's coming. You know what's going to be there. You can prep up for that shit. Not that big of a deal. I understand. It is stressful. It is hard. It is a bitch. It's one day. Think about it this way. When you have Thanksgiving, you have to cook all fucking day if you're cooking. You've got to prep your house all week, get the food all week long. Things have got to get going for a long time just to get that one meal done. Christmas, same idea. If you're married and have kids, you have to transport the kids all over the fucking place because your family's not going to come and see you or your family's spread all over the place and that's how it works. That is more stressful than just dressing your child up like a fucking ghost and walking them around for a few hours to get some free fucking candy. You have to agree with that. And Thanksgiving's on a Thursday, but most companies give you that Thursday and Friday off. That Wednesday still got to work most people. They should take that PTO. You've got Christmas. Christmas this year is going to be on a Tuesday, but you don't hear people bitching about, oh, Christmas has to be on this day. It's not even a religious fucking day. It's not even the right fucking day. They've changed it. So if you're going to change Halloween to make that the last Saturday of October, why not make December and have the Christmas in December be the second to last Saturday of the month? Because that way you can still have your New Year's and that doesn't jeopardize things. But if you do that, just let's standardize all the holidays because we as adults can't fucking function and plan the fuck ahead. It's like when our roommates used to tell me, oh, I didn't know rent was coming up. Oh, you didn't know it was the end of the month. Oh, you didn't know that rent's due at the end of every month. Oh, you didn't know that you have to pay that on time. Or we get, oh, fuck off. You know the day, you know the time, you know the prep. Quit doing this fucking dance every year and quit trying to make the government and the world bend around you, you pussy ass. Knuckle up. Same day. Every month. Know it. Own it. Move on. No reason to fucking, let's vote to see if we can do this and vote to have that to work on this one because I can't separate my time by myself. My life is too hard to make my child that happy for a few hours in one day. You don't know my life. Difficult life. Got carpools and kids and schools and PTA meetings. Fuck off. Just fuck off. Get your kids some fucking candy. Put them in a fucking sheet. Poke some eye holes out of it. Tell them they're a ghost. If you want to accessorize, give them a belt. Just be done with it and be good. Now, I brought up the voting. I know that we're also post Halloween. Unfortunately, I'm like the unhappy clown here with the wilted balloon in my hand. But we're also post election. We had midterms. We had a whole slew of things happening and a whole slew of idiocracy and its entirety and everything kind of in between. But before we get there, Let's talk winners. Again, I'd like to thank spunklube.com for hooking us up with a variety pack of their lube. We have small travel size, two mediums, and an industrial porn size. And I'm not even joking, this thing is massive. This is going to be something, it's 16 fluid ounces. I mean, I don't know who's doing it that much for, uh, but goddamn, that's a lot of lube. And it, 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 yeah, it's a lot of lube. They also hooked us up with a Spunked Lube t-shirt. Spunked Lube t-shirt, you can see on social media. It is, I got spunked at spunklube.com. Now, we're gonna give that away as well as they gave us a bunch of variety travel pack for it so we got some to goes you never know when you're gonna need some lube you want some lube want to make a show so we got some of those as well we did draw for the shirt winner but sent emails and sent things back so i never got a response from felicia so the next runner up for the i got spunk lube at spunklube.com Winner is going to be Isabel. Isabel, I will shoot you an email with my contact information to see how you would like to pick up this shirt for us. 
as for our packs. Those are going to Dan. Dan Haggerty. Dan Haggerty is the one of the hosts from Fudges and Fins. Check those guys out. He won the drawing for the uh, to-go packs for us. I will shoot you an email with my contact information. See how you like to get these sent out to you. As for the giant variety pack of Spunked Lube, we've got that one going to Tessa. Tessa, enjoy your what appears to be a lifetime of Spunk Lube from SpunkLube.com. Maybe it's just one freaky ass weekend. Who knows? Enjoy it. Have a good time. Don't send me pictures of it, but totally send them to the guys at SpunkLube.com. I'm sure they'd love to use us some advertising. Again, thanks to SpunkLube.com for hooking us up. Get spunk, bitch. Now, like I said previously, we just had midterm elections in this country, which turned out to be, as reports say, one of the biggest election turnouts we've ever had as a country, which I feel every year is the same thing. And so it's the biggest election turnout, the biggest is the biggest deal, the biggest thing, the biggest whatever. Everything's always the biggest and the baddest, which is why no one can take anything seriously anymore and doesn't know if this is seriously the worst that could ever happen, that how was last week the worst thing that could ever happen. Um, that kind of hype of things kind of takes away the seriousness and the direness of what really is big and what really is important and really how things are going. And just in terms of that, it, it got a little blown out of proportion. But I do understand that this was a big turnout. And it should have been a big turnout. It needed to be a big turnout. Because, warning, political content ahead. As a country, we're so shut off to the reality of what's going on, we hide behind other people. Social media, the news, taking politicians for fucking face value. We opt not to listen to everything. We opt not to research anything. I don't care your political views. I don't. I couldn't care if you're pro-Trump, hate Trump, you want to deport his wife, you want to import her other fucking siblings. I don't give two shits. But know your shit. If we're going to have a conversation, know what you're talking about. Understand what you're talking about. Digest what's really going to happen if you do something. And understand if they're fucking saying something in the government, there's a good chance they're hiding something else. It is just a shadow game. What you see over here, you're missing over there. That's how this has been played for decades. It's not just the Trump administration. He's just in your face legitimately doing it and then calling you a fucking idiot when you call him out for being a fucking idiot because he says fake news. He says that didn't happen. Oh, I said that, but I didn't mean that. How the fuck can you say something verbatim, get caught on a video camera and with a fucking recorder and say, I, I said exactly that, but that's not what I meant. You're taking out of context. Put the whole thing in fucking regular context. Let it run from A to B. You will understand. Guy's a fucking idiot. Sexist, racist idiot. Horrible businessman. Horrible. My views. Personal views of mine. It's all that matters. But with this election that was coming up, people weren't preparing as much as they should have. They, like myself, procrastinate forever to do everything and anything because there's no more pressing time to do something than right now. And I don't prep up for doing things later because I have things I'd rather do right now or honestly, there's things I just don't want to do at all. I, I, I want to sit and watch the Packers win when they can win and the refs aren't fucking them up and when they don't give off the give up their fucking defenders to draft big. It's another story. We can get to the Packers on another day. If you have some Packers shit talking you want to do, you hit me up on uh, Twitter. We can do that. Herman's Rant. We'll find me on there. We'll get you up there. Check out uh, Woody's Wins too. We'll be, all, we'll be all right on that one. But um, yeah, you can't understand what you're doing in a voting booth, if you don't understand what you're voting on, you actually have to read the content and understand what's going on there because this election and this whole series of voting was unbelievably ridiculous with their wording. They 
hit things, they double entendres and twisted it and said, if you're doing this, you're actually doing that. But if you really do this, you're really against that. It was fucked up. And if you're trying to get into the booth and vote for or against something, but you don't understand what you're voting for or against, because if you really read the proposition, your no vote actually meant that you're voting for it, which is fucked up. And people didn't understand that. And people are stupid. <sighs> Reading. Basic skill. Some of us have it. Some of us don't. Some of us are working on it. I mean, I have the mentality that if you don't want to vote, don't vote. Have a damn good reason why you didn't vote. People have fought and died for our rights and ability to vote and not be a communist country with a dictator, even though Trump wants that. We have a history of fighting for that and making sure that it's not who we are as a country. We have a representative democracy. That's what we need to be able to do. And if you opt out of voting, you need to come up with a damn good reason why. If it is because you don't like either of the candidates. Okay. I can justifiably see that, but you better be able to explain to me why you don't like them. And it better be a better description or idea beyond just face value. Oh, that guy's an asshole or that's a woman or he's black. Like those, those are your problems. Those aren't their problems. That has nothing to do with someone else. Oh, it's a Republican. Oh, it's a Democrat. Again, that is not a reason. If you were to take all of the candidates that people have problems with, take gender, race, ethnicity, party out of all of it, put a blank slate up and just read what they had to say, I think that would have taken a lot of people a lot further when it came to elections and when it came to voting and doing things. And on this election, it pissed me off that people didn't read propositions. I would like to think that Californians, because again, I'm in Sacramento, that Californians didn't actually vote to keep a gas tax that increases all already highest gas prices in the country and our registration even higher to line the pockets of politicians and lobbyists because if you didn't remember those funds were misappropriated procreated what the fuck that word is procreation that's an entirely different thing that's, that's just fucking that's what they're doing to us. they're fucking us so it is working. I'm using that still. I'm keeping that in there. Still the same idea. The funds were already misused before Brown pushed that into law. We didn't even vote on that. That got pushed in, and then we got to be able to vote to take it back out. And I really honestly feel when people saw that on the ballot, they're like, I don't want to pay a gas tax. No. You dumb motherfuckers. You voted no to repeal it. Yes, repeal. Not repeat. Repeal. Take it away. You peel it back. But instead, you voted no. Now we're paying higher gas, higher registration. I, I've, I've seen my roads. Have you seen your roads? I have potholes fucking everywhere. The fact that fucking Domino's is patching holes is fucking ridiculous. A, that shows you how bad Domino's is. And B, shows you how bad our government is when it comes to taking the appropriate funds and put them in the right places to do the right thing. Now you also had a ballot measure that talked about raising prices and taxes and selling bonds and blah, 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 to increase the reservoir and water retention systems like the Oroville dam that gave way that we've also been paying to for decades. So let me think about that. We voted on that bill years ago and said, yes, let's make us safe. And nothing happened that was supposed to happen with that money appropriately. And now 
let's vote again to put more money into that so we also don't do the right thing with it again. Because if you're in California and you heard the surveys and heard all the reports, the dams are fucked up. The dams are damn bad. They're not, they're not doing well. They're not held up to the standards they're supposed to be. They're ba- old standards, back standards. And we have just increased the pressure on them and just stopped with maintaining and upkeeping them. And so let's penalize the people that have already been paying for this. And let's pay more. We didn't vote for that one, fortunately. People actually voted that one down, so I'm, I'm happy to hear about that. I'm fortunate to hear about that because I didn't raise my taxes on that one. I did, however, feel that the children's hospital one that we put forth again, it's a double-edged sword. It came to vote yes if you like children and you want to help cure them from leukemia and life-threatening diseases, and the government will issue bonds that they will sell to repay all the money that we're taking out of our taxes and increased in this, and the government's going to pay for that and this. But there's already, what is it, $32 million in unpaid bonds it couldn't sell from the last time we voted yes on this. We voted it again because, as a state, we're not a bunch of assholes. We like children. Because if you vote no, you're an asshole and you hate children. If you voted no, I'm talking to you. You're an asshole and you hate children. I voted yes. You're more than welcome to know that I voted yes. I, I Transparency is a thing I, I really don't care. Um, it's a hard one. Like, what do you, what do you say to that? Like, yeah, I, I do think that we should fight all these diseases for young children that haven't had a chance to live their life. And let's let's get them there. Let's find funding for it. But we're all going to pay for it and we're going to keep paying for it. Then it's going to increase. It, it, it's a hard one. It, it really is a hard one. Um, another one that I found weird was... The it was the agricultural one essentially. It was the animals, it cruelty to animals kind of idea that are raised for slaughter. So we want veal. I love veal. It's fucking delicious. Just had some last week. Love me veal. Moo cow moo. Anyway, it's about. Veal, being able to move or not to move. The more it moves, the more tough it gets. The meat, it's, and then it becomes steak. It's not veal. It's steak. We raise them dumb, kill them, we eat them. That's what we do. And then it's the idea from cutting meat off of pregnant sows, pigs. I think it's sows. I'm pretty sure it's sows. And then it's hens. We have to increase the amount of room from they have from point, was it point eight? feet to one foot so 0.2 percent all right so we voted for this exact thing to happen this exact way three years ago i think it was and that got to this and this is what we have now and now people think it these animals need a better lifestyle well what happened three years ago is it increased the cost to us the consumers why because The farmers had to adjust to everything that we voted on and adapt to that. That cost them money, which then cost us money in the store. So what we did now is we looked at this and thought, fuck it. Chicken really need two fucking tenths of a foot to lay some fucking eggs that we're going to eat anyway? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, we we apparently voted yeah on that. Come on, fucking even Peter said no. Peter doesn't like anything. But because you have... Ellen backing this shit and a whole bunch of other people backing this up. We voted to fuck the farmers. That, that's exactly what we did on this one. Because you don't have to be lonely anymore when the country's fucking you over for you. Good job. By the way, eggs just went up 14 fucking points. I don't really know what that means. I just listen to soccer market sometimes. 14 points. Uh, that could be 14 cents. I don't know. 14 cents thing. But yeah, just read. Like... Read more than the headline. Read more than what the little blurb gives you in the actual ballot. Read more. Just 
what is it? Uh, Politico does some shit. Ballot something. Ballot Politico. There's a whole bunch of things you can look at. Pro right, pro left, pro green, pro vagina, pro penis, pro whatever you want to fucking pro. Or bipartisan this or no fucking affiliation. Anything if you just want straight information. Look at whatever you need to do. But look at everything. Find out what you're really doing. Because that is what needs to be done when you get into that booth. And because that we procrastinate so long, we don't look at things and we vote the wrong things. And then Trump gets in the office. He didn't win the popular vote. Neither did Bush. But this is what we're dealt. This is the cards that we're dealt. This is how we're dealing with it. I mean, personally, I am a registered Republican. Personally. Now, I don't agree with this Republican Party. They've completely changed. They become alt-right. I'm not alt-right. I'm not pro-alt-right. I'm also not alt-left or pro-alt-left. I don't think that everything should be free and fucking socialism. I don't believe in communism. Those aren't the standards I subscribe to. Again, my views. If you've got a problem with that, Send me what you have a problem with on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at thehermanjames.com, or the rant with hermanjames at gmail.com. Shoot me what you got. I'll have a conversation with you any day of the week. You want to go toe-to-toe on social media so you can get an audience? Hit me up. I got thousands of followers. Not a problem with it. We can have a good conversation. We can get everybody involved. Let's have a good day with this. But as of right now... You're looking at the Democratic Party took over the House because we need to have checks and balances with the government. We can't let any government run fucking willy-nilly, run like a fucking dictatorship, and then have politicians that were voted in to represent us fearful of representing us because they want to keep their seat. They want to keep going with their paychecks for doing fucking nothing and all the kickbacks they get. And then when they retire, they get seats on fucking different panels and different boards for people. Fuck that. That's not what we voted them in for. We voted them in to keep shit in balance, to monitor every other person in the government. That's why it's representative. If we wanted people in the office that we didn't know anything about, we wouldn't have voted for it. We just fucking put anyone in. The fucking bus driver takes your child to school. Fucking, they're in. Cletus, that motherfucker, he knows his shit. He can hogtie a motherfucker. Put him in. Your sister Sue? No, 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 no. We're not doing Sue. Sue's got some fucked up thoughts. But hey, that Klansman I met, that guy at Ruby Tuesdays, that guy's legit. Let's put him in there and then we'll also put the head of the ALCU as well as the Black Lives Matter guys. Those guys can, you know, see both situations, what's going on, and then meet in the middle. That should work out right now. Fuck no. We need to put people into place that can help push the entire country's agenda, not one or the other. Because the way we're looking right now, we have got government officials and this is both democratic and republican slight independent guys with their idea of everybody gets everything and if you make more you gotta fucking pay more to people that don't don't subscribe to that either i do think that we should have people as a society help others that aren't able to get there i do believe that a nationalized healthcare system would be beneficial to everyone to be able to partake in and bring prices down prescriptions but that's just my education on it that's my situation on it i don't feel that because you make x amount of money your medical should be a hundred thousand dollars but because you make nothing you get a million dollars you pay zero in there's a balance that's got to be found and we're not finding it we're not looking to find it either that's kind of the issue but we have all the partisan excuse me no partisan all the parties doing whatever the fuck they want and saying that they're doing it for the people and it's not the people, it's for themselves because they want to be able to say that they've done something. They beat Trump or Trump beat this or repealed that or put this in act or you said this, but now we're going to do this. Like, it's got to stop. It just has to stop. I don't want an all-Republican. I don't want an all-Democratic 
run government. The point is that they're there to show the other side to each other. They're there to show you where you're lacking in a policy and how to bring it up to help the people, to serve the people, for the people, by the people. That's what this fucking thing's about. The problem is when you put someone into power that doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know how to do anything, but knows how to get ratings, and he runs the government like a fucking reality TV show, that's dangerous. That's where we come into problems because we have a midterm election that means something, that puts people in place to keep checks and balances, actually to put them back into place. They weren't even there in the first place. But now they're going to be back there and they're there to help us run a country properly, not end to the ground. Not jack up everyone's prices. Not fucking lie to the people because you you can and then get away with it because you hide it behind some fucked up facade. That's not okay. It's also not okay to let potential elected officials to fuck up other potential elected officials. We've got, was it governor races? That one's calling another one a fraud and saying a scam voting and now they're trying to treat one potential uh, elected official as Trump did to Hillary Clinton saying that it's all a fucking voter fraud bullshit so that hopefully you can delegitimize this candidate before it ever happens and then votes are coming in before they've even counted. You're calling it fake news. You're calling it voter fraud and everything. Fucking stop. Just stop. We need policies. We need people. We need figures in place to not let that happen. It's not voter fraud. When Americans are voting and it doesn't go your way. Correct. I said that like contradiction to what I said earlier. But not so much. Because, again, Bush and Trump did not win the popular vote. But they won the Electoral College. That in itself is its own issue. Well, that should still be here. That should not be here. If it's still considered, you know representative of the people because gerrymandering is able to kind of come into it when you have a specific you know party in place like the republican party right now is in place they're gonna have some gerrymandering when it comes to the 2020 elections now that could show that the popular vote's gonna way swing one way and it might not be that same way for the electoral college because this state gets more than that state and therefore you know you may have lost a lot by the popular vote but the electoral college states that because you know by demographic, by, you know, percentage of people per capita here, you've lost because there's more representatives that you didn't win. That's that's how Trump won initially. I mean, he got the voters that were not fought for. He told them what they wanted to hear. He wooed them. He cosbied them, really, if you think about it. Yeah, I'm using that as a verb now. Try it. It's fun. But that's the problem is we allow that to happen. And as a Democratic Party, they didn't fight it. As a Republican Party, they didn't know what to do but to get behind it because you can't oppose your own party, which is bullshit. If we let these people oppose each other in their own parties, we get the best candidate out of that versus let's get behind this guy. How many fucking people were behind Hillary? There weren't a whole bunch. I mean, they didn't like the Benghazi thing. They didn't like the fact that she was getting money from Middle Eastern companies that were actually repressing women, but she's pro-women in the States, but taking money from you know anti-women governments across the country and the world, excuse me. But then you've got Trump, who's a womanizer and a fucking racist. But what is he doing? He's going to the fucking voters that no one goes for. He's going for the flyover states. He's getting them, telling them he's going to make America great again. Fuck you. It was always great, you motherfucker. We stole this shit, rightfully so, from the pilgrims, then the Mexicans. Make America great again. Give it back. Yeah. Like that shit, Trump? Make America great again? Give that shit back to who it came from. You got some fucking Indians, then you got some fucking Mexicans. That's who it came from. We stole that shit. Then we tell people, hey, this country's great. Come, give us everyone you got. We can take all all of them. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these. The homeless tempest tossed to me. 
I lift my lamp beside the golden door. That's the shit we tell every fucking country in this world. Whenever you see the fucking Statue of Liberty, we tell people this all the time. This is what we've done. That's how we got here. We invited everyone to come with us to the land of fucking immigrants. And now we're saying that we're trying to make it great again. Great again. When was it bad? Great Depression. And then again, you have the Great Recession because they can't use the word depression. Those weren't great. So he's fucking hitting on that and trying to tell people that he's going to make it great again. Fuck you. Always been great. Stole this shit. Mine, bitch. It's just, again, it comes back to knowing the parties, knowing the people, knowing the politics, knowing the proposition. Read. Just read. Just Look at what you're going to do before you do it. Also, learn from history. Look what's happened before. Look how things mirror images of things and what's going to happen to come to the future. Like, how is this going to work? Understand how everything's going to work and how you're going to see things and understand that things can change. Things can be different. You can make a difference. And the way to make a difference is to actually vote. I mean, I put out... Tons of posts of getting people to vote and trying to get people out there to get your voices heard because I hear a lot of people talk about how they don't like this or that within the government or within their daily lives, this or that. So even if you don't want to vote for the people, vote for the politics. Vote for the things that matter to you. Vote for the things that need to be changed in your life to make your life better or those around you better. That's what we need to look at doing. We need to make sure that you understand that, hey, you might not know what's going on, but if you spent an hour reading this instead of playing Candy Crush or other new games, I don't, I don't know if there's any new games in there. I still play fucking Solitaire on my phone and Dominoes. Domino, motherfucker. But instead of playing on your cell phones or on social media and shit like that, like read what's going on in the world. Like take a listen to the news. They'll tell you what's going on. It, it is going to be, you know, its own slanted view. And I understand that. And just take that with a grain of salt. Understand that. And if you have your own slant one way or the other, great. Stick to it. But fucking know your shit. Know the opposite side of that story because it's going to come at you. And it's going to come at you hard because people that understand what's going on, like myself, at least I try to. I know I, know I don't know as much as everyone else. And I, and I get that. And I, I look to educate myself on it. But I know more than other people I talk to and I know more than most people out there that talk shit out their ass because I spend the time to research both sides of the story. I want to know what you're saying. I'm not going to take you at face value. I'm going to find out the background behind what you're saying and find out what potentially could be the truth. Or if you're telling me the truth, find out why people are saying that you're wrong and seeing what those views are about. That's what this is about. Knowing both sides, knowing what you're voting for, not voting for, and knowing that if you should really be justified in having the conversation you're having or having the view you have because you didn't fucking take the time to research anything. You didn't take the time to understand what's going on. Like those who voted not to repeal a gas tax. Yeah, I really feel that should have been repealed. I really have a hard time believing that that people really voted on that knowing they wanted to increase the tax to fix the roads that weren't being fixed, to you know, charge them more in gasoline that we already pay the highest for, and more registration for those of us who've got more than one car. It just, it's disheartening. And it hurts to think that people just don't care to take the time to read. Now, if you don't have the time to read, find someone that does. Find someone that can give you an unbiased review of things going out there. I'd never have a problem telling people exactly that. I do have my own political views and I try to keep myself semi in the middle. I hate stupidity. So I will definitely, definitely haze on the fucking dumbasses. But I don't want to project my view as the right view to people that don't have a view yet. I want to present everything to them and let them understand that this is your time. This is your ability to make a decision, to understand what you want to understand, to understand what's going to affect you personally, what's going to affect you politically. Let's have a conversation about that. Do you have any questions? I can give you the answer. Might not be the answer you want to hear, but it's still an answer, and I'm thankful that you asked 
the question. We have people protesting all over the place in sports, on the roads, in the streets, in the cities, on social media, in the news, everywhere. There's people protesting everything, whether it's the jobs, it's rights, it's Black Lives Matter, it's White Lives Matter, it's police violence, it is citizen violence, it is gun violence, it is everything. Everyone's got a fucking opinion about everything, and you should. You should verbalize it. Get the fuck out there. Say everything you want to say, and fucking make sure your voice is heard because that's the important thing. That's what makes this country great. That's what makes your voice great is the fact that you're able to get your voice out there on social media, on the news, in any way, shape, or form that you can get it out there. But you know the most effective way of making a change in this world? Vote. Vote for what you need to have done. Vote for the changes you want to have. And if you can't find what you want on the ballot, push the city, push your state, push your local government to get it on there. Get those protesters, get that march, have it go to city hall, have it go to your fucking governor's house, have it go to your mayor's house, protest where protests need to be done. If you want to fight people on the street because you don't agree with them, that's not going to get anything done, but it's going to put you on the fucking news for fighting. You want to take a knee on a field? Great. You know what's going to happen? Commentators who are athletes in college and who are athletes in their adult life who aren't educated enough to talk about the situations at hand are going to tell everyone about your kneeling and the issue it's having on the NFL and Papa John's all this bullshit. You know what it's not going to do? It's not going to start a conversation that you want to have started. The conversation is going to be about the protests that you're doing. Take that argument, that exact argument, that knee that you want to put on that field, on that court, on that fucking playing surface. Take that outside the stadium. Don't play that day. Don't play that game that year. Protest everyone walking into that building. That will send a statement to everybody. You want to protest on the streets at the Capitol? Great. Do that. You know what your next step is? Going to an elected official's house. Going to somewhere where it's going to make a fucking difference. And protest. And protest. And push. And then take those same people. Get signatures. Put it on the fucking ballot. Get things to be put into place. Get measures and actions. Take care of what you're saying. You are so passionate about what you have to say and what you have to do that you can put it into a physical fucking form and you can push down in front of people and fucking tell them what's going on and you know disregard human nature and human rights and all this bullshit because you view your opinion more valuable than anybody else's fucking opinions or views because you think you're fucking king dick on this fucking street well guess what you're not and if you're just gonna sit out there and you're gonna poke fun at fucking people on social media and their fucking personal lives or on the fucking news without taking an actual step forward to make a difference in the country you were nothing but exacerbated all you're doing is pushing the same issue over and over again. You're not going to change anything. You know what's going to really happen? You're going to get the media and you're going to get the social media and you're going to get the local government against you because now you're causing a fucking problem. You're blocking the streets. You're blocking people trying to get home from work to their families because you want to have attention to your issue. The issue that they're seeing isn't what you're saying. It's that you're the issue now. You have become the issue. Not the situation at hand, but you. You're the situation at hand. You want to make a difference in this world? Fucking vote. And you want to vote? Vote right. Read. Get educated. It doesn't matter how you do it, who you're voting for, or what you're voting for, as long as you're educated on the topics and the issues at hand. If you can have a rational conversation with someone without insulting their intelligence, their race, their sexual orientation, or their gender, then you have succeeded in the ability to vote that our ancestors have fucking died to have the ability to be able to do for you. You have their ability because they have died and sacrificed their lives for you. The best way to pay them back is to take all of your physical manifestations of hate and anger towards a citizen, towards an official, towards a policy, towards just the government, towards the people, put it on a ballot. Get it out there. Vote for it. You know what else you need to do? Get others to vote for it. Teach them. Educate them so that this cycle ends and we can all make a difference.
Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, listening, and sharing. Please make sure you share this with your friends, coworkers. It's going to piss someone off or make their day, and you want to make both happen. So do I. Can't do this without the help from you guys. Again, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace. Yep, MySpace again. It's always going to come back. As well as TheHermanJames.com. The website TheHermanJames.com has everything I'm using now for the equipment. It's also got some special deals for you, including some Blue Apron ideas, as well as some good presents coming up for Christmas. I also want to thank SpunkLube, SpunkLube.com for sponsoring me here, for Get being spunk, a good partner bitch. with this uh, giveaway we've got going on. Make sure that you get back to me, Dan, Isabel, as well as Tessa. I will shoot you some emails, as well as I'm sure anyone that's listening to this that knows you is going to let you know you got some spunk lube coming your way. Uh, I would also like to send a shout out to the No Phony Podcast, part of the No Phony Podcast Network. These guys are awesome. It's nophonynetwork.com. Check them out. Everything from your sports betting to your two girls on a bench. You got politics with dummies. You've got some, we actually, we've got four new guys coming up in there as well. Again, check out their website. That's nophonynetwork.com. They're also all over Twitter and Instagram. Some of them on Facebook as well. And don't forget to check out my website. I'm going to plug it one more time. TheHermanJames.com. Sign up for specials. Subscribe to the newsletter so you can be prepared for our next giveaway. And I can't wait to be in your ears next time.